Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Well, it's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. It's the Friend Zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friend Zone with Timbo and Guy Guy in the middle of a lockdown. An international event has consumed the world that we shall not talk about because Guy has some very inappropriate takes on the whole issue. So we're going to leave that at the front doorstep and say goodbye to those dastardly opinions if, and hello yeah. to our friends. This is the friend if zone. If being Hi, against COVID-19 is an inappropriate opinion, then lock me up and put me in prison because that is my take. It's not just Tim and I today. We are joined uh, in the comfort of our own home by the lovely Chelsea Preston Crayford. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. You're most welcome. How do you do? I'm good. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable by how pro-COVID you are. What? No, I'm not pro-COVID at all, especially not around the house. This is one of my most anti-COVID places. Most of the time you're talking about how much you love it. No, no, that I am doing that through layers of irony. And if you can't see through the irony, then that's on me. Uh <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of you today, even though we live together. How are you? What have you been doing? I've been lying in my bed, um, which is our bed, but I like to call it my bed sometimes. Um, and mostly reading, doing a lot of staring at my phone. So then I deleted a bunch of apps. You know what apps I deleted. <laughs> Everyone Tinder. knows what apps I deleted. What? Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It's just not safe right now. (laughs) What are you reading, Chelsea? What's the book that you've got on the go? I'm reading a book that actually Guy bought me um, called... From the Corner of the Oval. From the Corner of the Oval. And it's an account from a stenographer of her time working at Barack Obama's White House. Awesome. How specific. Yeah. It's an immensely readable book. It's sort of like the uh, memoir equivalent of a a rom-com set in Washington, D.C. during the Obama era. It is, um, if you're looking for sort of escapism, uh, I've I've said it before and I say it again, people get it all wrong with reading. They look at it as work. They reach for books that are beyond their grasp or desire. Pick a book that you actually want to pick up 
and you won't look back. Like reading is a, a simple thing that's one of life's great joys. You can transport yourself from the corner of a room during a global pandemic, which I'm against, by the way, into literally anywhere else. Um, that's my take on reading. Tim, what are your thoughts? Uh, firstly, I think that people use reading as an ambitious way to achieve self-improvement, and I think that is good and right and valid. And secondly, you've had, you'd have to say that a stenographer's got a real leg up in the whole writing stakes because they can type so quickly and they know shorthand. They could just pound one out. Yeah, but they're, they're not used to writing down their own ideas, are they? That's true. Maybe they're just, you know how everyone sits in cafes to write a novel? Imagine if they were doing it and just constructing a story based on conversations happening around them. It and would they be skillfully wove them all together. Chaotic. Also, to your point about reading for self-improvement, anyone who does that is a fucking nerd and deserves to be stuffed into a locker. Let's get into the mailbag. Now, Sounds good. You haven't, I think, uh, probably listened to, taken part in, have any idea what the friend zone is all about. Would you like to take a guess, Chelsea? I think that what you do from uh, what I've gathered from our conversations, what you do is you read messages that you've received and you talk about them. That is absolutely on the money. Tim takes the emails. I take the Facebook inbox. Tim is currently trapped in what, what month and what year? I am in a cold glass of emotion we call the 22nd of February this year. Pretty good. The world has no idea what's coming for it, but uh, <laughs> certainly it's it's not a mile away from you know mid-April, which is where we currently are. Would you like to take us uh, through your first piece of correspondence, Tim? We're starting from a top of mountain where Callie has sent us 50 US dollars. I think that's a Benjamin Franklin. Am I right in saying that? Uh, I think Benjamin Franklin, he he's on the hundo. I'll do the research while you read the email. The email is very brief, so I hope your internet connection is quick and carefree. Callie Doffing writes, I cannot believe you spent $300 on cats. This is the kind of insanity I would like to see in the world. So what Callie's done is she's put her money where her mouth is very literally, and she's enabled us um, to continue with our silly projects and really spurred us on both emotionally and financially. Kelly, that's a huge amount of money. Thank you so much. And you'll be happy to know that in the not-too-distant future, Guy and I will be dipping back into that swimming pool full of cats, writhing around, fucking, singing, dancing, to explore Tom Hooper's director's commentary of the 2019 flop, Cats. As we try and get a glimpse into what he was trying to achieve. Do you know what I want to hear from Kelly if she... um if she's listening to this now, I want to hear if she would have done that a month later. <laughs> In March 22nd? And if she would have sent the same message. I think, here are my guesses. Yes <laughs> and no. Also, for those of you playing along at home, that that is what we would describe in the finance world as a Ulysses S. Grant. So thank you so much oh, for nice. funding the arts. Kelly. Now, this Chelsea, time, do you think that COVID would have changed <laughs> Kelly's $50 contribution? Is that what you're getting I think at? it would have changed her contribution, and I think it would have changed the wording of her message. Let's read it again with that. This kind of insanity I want to see in the world. Well, she's... No, I think that's an even more perfect <laughs> message now. The kind of insanity that we see in the world right now is COVID, which is the kind that Guy loves... But the kind that Kelly love loves it. is Cats from 2019. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I am true. on the record as loving Cats from two. Like I'm so specifically on the record 
four and a half times over as Loving Cats 2019. I didn't say you didn't love it. I'm just saying you love COVID and you love cats and Callie loves cats. Yes, I'd agree with those statements, Tim. I am against COVID-19. I'll shout it from the rooftops. I'll mew it in the pews. Uh, This one comes from someone named Rachel, who writes, Dearest DJ Spindly and Flashman Crothers. I was wondering if you boys saw this tweet and uh, they've attached... Uh, an exchange that happened on March 18th, which reads, I desperately need a tell-all book about the making of cats. I knew this would be about the buttholes. It's definitely about the buttholes, it? Isn't could it? really help me get through this. And then a response from a user named at Jack Waz, W-A-Z, which reads, a VFX producer friend of a friend was hired in November to finish some of the 400 effects shots in Cats movie. His entire job was to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before, which means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of cats um we've seen the internet and you know humanity at large really rally around the need for the butthole cut to be out in the public sphere did you know about this Chelsea? i didn't know about it and i don't know if i believe it i think it sounds like a rumor i reckon it's totally true (laughs) i absolutely reckon it's there because the digital fur technology was very advanced and if you were go- like, if for some reason you did want a photorealistic portrayal of what it would be like to have a humanoid cat dancing <laughs> around, we saw most of that, with the exception of genitalia and buttholes, which leads me Where, to believe they had those things and then got rid of them. Where would the butthole be? Well, also, I don't under want to say the butthole. I'm going to call it what it is. It's a bumhole. Okay. Okay. I I think it would be exactly where you think it would, right underneath their anthropomorphic cat tail. There'd be this terrifying yeah, human-cat hybrid <laughs> sphincter. It's so interesting to think that the asshole makes up so little of the cat in terms of square inches or centimeters, but just how prominent it is. Like a cat's butthole, it's, and it draws the eye. It does. It does. <laughs> Um, moving swiftly oh, forward. Actually, sorry. Oh, it's time for you. It's not time for me. No, no, I didn't, I didn't finish the, the, uh, the message. I got distracted. It continued after the, the attached tweets to say, I didn't see cats, but I truly enjoyed experiencing it through your eyes and hearts. The idea of cats, but with buttholes has shaken me to my core. I hope that social distancing is treating you both okay. Feel free to say my name. Love and friendship from Virginia, USA. And that is from, as said before, Rachel. So thank you so much, Rachel. Rachel from Virginia has her mind on the cats and the cats with the buttholes. I want to see it too. I do want to see that cut. And there was like the petition that got a lot of steam online came out at, I think, around mid-March, so about a month ago. And it was like, listen, the world's gone to hell. We need something to look forward to. Just fucking throw us a crumb. Give us this. And it's like, yeah, that's a real appeal to humanity. It's like... There's um there's a movement in the states uh, which is based on an old verse from the Bible and I, I I might have the verbiage of both of these things a bit wrong but it's about um turning your uh weapons into plowshares uh turning swords into plowshares and it's the whole concept of getting like something that has done harm and converting it into something that can do good for the community I would argue that Cats 2019 did nothing but shake down a lot of financiers for money they never saw again and flush down the toilet some very famous people's careers. 
what if we reappropriated this absolute dunger that didn't achieve its intended purpose and reshaped it in this COVID climate to just a fun, frivolous butthole fest that brings us a bit of levity for an afternoon? I'd, I would love that. I would love nothing more than if Tom Hooper's director's commentary was over the butthole cut. And a lot of it was about how infuriated he was when the studio told him, we need to take those assholes out because people aren't looking at the dancers. And he said, and then they said, don't talk about Jason Derulo like that. He deserves yeah. to be in the picture. And Tom Hooper said, but you don't understand. The buttholes are dancing too. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of this? Like, surely there are pictures on the internet of these. Nah, because it'll be, it'll just be in some render farm as like a version that never got out somewhere. Do you want to know what would be good though? This really sparked my imagination, guy. You saying that the buttholes are dancing too? What if we have a movie that's no actors but just the buttholes? <laughs> so it's it's all the scenery and all the backgrounds, and it's just these cat anuses floating around rhythmically. It's scarily easy to imagine. What, <laughs> what if they uh, remove the? It's like the opposite of a raisin. What if they remove? <laughs> <laughs> what? What if they removed the faces from the cats, and so it was these faceless cats with very prominent assholes? Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. Or if you digitally swap no the good. assholes with the faces, so the assholes were the size of a face, and the faces were the size of an asshole. Now you're being silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's too silly. <laughs> you just uh, expressed a desire to see cats with just assholes. <laughs> and I crossed We were the looking line. for the line and we found it, guy. Too silly. That's horse shit. Chelsea, would you like to read a message? <laughs> sure. What one do you want me to read? Hi to my... Oh, oh have I... Foot. You're oh. really close to a very important cable. Sorry. <laughs> okay. We're doing this on Olive's bed, by the way, so it's just funny to hear you say a very important cable on um, <laughs> a child's bed. Yeah. Okay. This is my home hi, office. Hi, Timon Gobble and up that hi, hi, Timon and Guy Guy. On the very, very, very odd chance you see this incredibly important and spiritual, spiritually challenging article, which is, do you want me to read it? Cats allegedly added buttholes, then removed them. them. Uh, please discuss it at length on the podcast because I absolutely must hear your very expert, respective hot takes on this. Much love from a very enthusiastic and long-time listener, Maddie. Oh, oh PS, done and done, PS. Maddie. P.S. Not sure why my phone chose to autocorrect Timbo to Timon, but I'm not sure if I'm altogether <laughs> mad about it. So is Tim Tam. Although I will say that Nathan Lane was arguably an influential figure for most 90s kids in that particularly iconic role of Timon, I would agree. Just about as iconic as yourself, Mr. Montgomery. I mean, if we're going to talk about iconic uh, roles and performers from The Lion King, I think we should really turn our attention to adult Simba, voiced by Matthew Broderick, who um, experienced... Uh, yeah, uh, an incredible career, and of course, you know, headlined that brilliant film that you loved, Tim Ferriss Bueller's Day Off. And his career took a pretty interesting turn on one holiday uh, when he was traveling through Ireland. He approached the rental desk of a car company and was given the keys to a car, which the, the make I'm not too certain. And uh, he, he took that for a, a drive around the, you know, the, 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 the roads of. Not silly enough! <laughs> Maureen writes to us and says, regarding Blaze Pizza locations forcing awkward conversation for the worst idea of all time listeners. In response to fellow friend of the boys, Audrey, the campaign, 
I hope I'm reading this right. There's uh, the punctuation's um, thrown me a little bit. The campaign to force Blaze to hashtag pay the boys has also forced me into some serious moments with my family. I was home from university visiting my family in beautiful Ann Arbor, Mich- uh, is MI Mississippi? Michigan. Right? Michigan. Oh, big pun. In Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, USA. And my mother suggested we try the new fast casual pizza place, which had moved into the local Whole Foods outbuilding. I asked her what it was called. Quote, I think it's something like fire. (laughs) That's all in caps with an exclamation mark. It's something like fire or blaze, she replied. I turned to stare at her coldly. I'm sorry, Leslie, I said. As I'm sure you're aware, we can never seriously consider entering a Blaze Pizza unless and until they hashtag pay the boys. Is this some bullshit internet garbage, Maureen? You know there are starving children in Africa and in New Zealand, Mom. And in New Zealand. Thanks for everything you do. Maureen McCord, say my name. I'm a history PhD student, so there's no way anyone I know will hear this. Um... Another PhD, wait, recipient or student? Student. Student. What? I'd like to give a huge shout out to Maureen uh, and her really fun relationship with her mum, Leslie. Um, also, holding true to our boycott of Blaze Pizza, you probably don't know this, Chelsea, but Tim and I were sponsored unofficially by a fledgling pizza company called Blaze Pizza. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What is sponsored unofficially? So glad you asked. Tim? We did a lot of promotion and advertising for Blaze Pizza when it was sort of, I mean, it was essentially a pizza startup when we were dealing with it. Patrick Schwarzenegger had a small stake in the company. He was um, sort of pouring his heart out on social media, trying to drum up that stock price so that he could cash in later on. And Guy and I sort of got in behind like a set of geese who were in the second tier of a flock formation in air. Just He was doing the main bit of taking the wind resistance and we were getting in the slipstream but still helping the rest of the flock with our efforts. It's so hard to And as a what? result, we were expecting riches beyond our wildest dreams and we received none, or almost none, um, lest we forget our fateful afternoon meeting with a representative from the Blaze Pizza organization. Yeah. Before, who's the, who's the basketballer who bought a steak? LeBron James. So pretty much yeah, we hell. provided a lot of advertising that was not asked for or sanctioned by Blaze Pizza. And at the end of our first season, we sent them what we would call a reverse invoice or essentially a bill for services that were rendered that were not specifically asked for. And we weren't just laughed out of the room. I mean, we weren't even spoken to. So we later on organized a sit-in at one of their franchises at the Grove in Los Angeles, at which... uh, their head chef and another person came and um, tried to buy our silence with two $50 pizza vouchers. And, I mean, temporarily they did. We sort of made peace with it. But um, anyway, us and all of our listeners are now staging an ongoing protest and boycott of Blaze Pizza franchises. And so huge shout-out to Maureen and, of course, Leslie for abiding her daughter's will, as far as I can tell from that anecdote. It just shits me that LeBron James is getting all this cream as if he needed more money off our labor. <laughs> this is from the sweat of our backs. Yeah, it, 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 it does wind you up. Um, on a different note, though, we've got this one here from Sally, who writes... I want, to, I want, one, I want Chelsea to read another one. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to. So that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. And the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash all time. Can Chelsea read the Sally one? Yeah, I mean, I was imagining reading this and then she would read the next one from our end, but... Nah, I hate that idea. (laughs) I really feel caught in the middle here, guys. Hey there, Timbo and Flash. I got into the worst idea, though it's through its sister podcast, Till Death Do Us Blart, and I've loved listening to you, you good, good boys, losing your mind over these bad movies ever since. I thought it was a bit ironic in season three, episode 46, about five and a half minutes in, when you urged all your listeners to stay indoors and lock yourself away. Because I'm currently listening through this backlog five days into my self-quarantine. Anyway, thanks for all the work you boys do and continue to live every moment and love every day. If this is Friendzone worthy, feel free to say my name, Sally Cannon. Good name. Fantastic name. Um, Thank you so much. Sally, and thank you, Chelsea, for that beautiful reading of, of Sally's work. You're welcome. I don't think anyone should ever take very seriously. The, the sheer volume of shit that we have on the record as having said um, that exists on the internet for time immemorial now, uh, a ghastly proposition to start taking anything we say as quote-unquote good advice. Can I ask <laughs> or you... something you should act upon. Tim, if you just sort of do a rudimentary scan across all of the content we've released together. Is there any episode or moment in time or in a season that jumps out at you as being probably the scratchiest, almost nerve wracking sort of memory of content that's on the record? 
Well, only in retrospect, I've got to say, singing the praises of Kevin Spacey very explicitly before a very cool and big episode on season one of The Worst Idea of All Time hasn't aged too well. Yeah, I, I felt like that one sort of at least contextually made sense. To me, it's sort of all the time since then off mic that you've been singing his praises and telling me that Kevin Spacey should be in the clear and House of Cards was taken away from him wrongly. That's the sort of uh, stuff that jumps out at me. My my most terrifying memory, I think about it still, is like, I don't know what went out on the Sex in the City 2 director's commentary, which was five-hour energy. <laughs> but that was five hours of essentially stream of consciousness <laughs> broadcasting. And I hate to think about the silences that we would have been experiencing together and then my need to fill the silences by saying without any sort of filter, literally whatever came into my head. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a scary idea to think that because you saying it then really hammered home that everything we have said is in the public sphere for as long as people on the internet exists. And I don't know a lot of it what is, I've said. It is ludicrous that neither of us have, have been um, in a sustained way cancelled yet, and I think it's only a matter of time. <laughs> There's only so much shit you could just keep saying out loud without consequence. I feel like Sally Cannon was really trying to um, encourage you guys and just give you some big ups, and I feel like you've really <laughs> turned it against yourselves here. <laughs> Um, it's nice to have a voice yeah, of reason in the room. Right. She was trying to support you guys, you know? Well, and she has. We, we thank you, Sally, for your correspondence and uh, your your patronage of of the boys. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was very nice. And you're right, Chelsea. We just need to take, take the fucking compliment. Kiwis, we're unable to, aren't we? We just can't do it. I'm gonna, is, it um, is it time for a guy message or is it time for a Tim message? Sadly, it's time for a Tim message. Andrew writes, Dear good, good, frosty boys, I'm writing you from snowy Toronto. Guy, I met you once after a show at the Comedy Bar last year and shared my chips with you when you were a little stoned waiting for the subway home. Do you remember that? Uh, No, but it does sound like a a memory I would have been a part of. I love it. (laughs) For sure. I'm writing because I just left a screening of Cats at the Royal Cinema. As far as I know, this was the first rep screening in Toronto after its original run in cinemas. I'm guessing rep is a contraction of, like, repetition? Yeah, repeat. Repeat? Sort of, yeah. It's still playing some Saturday 11am screenings in the Burbs, and already it has become a cult favourite. The movie was sold out and had lineups out the door. There was a haze of government weed in the air on the way in, and the lineup for beer and popcorn snaked through the lobby and into the theatre halfway to the screen. Do you fucking remember when we got to go to the movies? Do you guys remember that shit? God, it was good. This screening was billed as a feline fever dream and featured face painting and illustrated poster sales in the lobby and cats karaoke on the big screen before the show started. During the movie, there was a big drag performance on stage during Rum Tum Tugger's song and burlesque dancers undressing to McCavity and Mr. Mistopheles, as well as a live singer for memory. I felt like I was witnessing the birth of a cult movie that will last for years. People were laughing and shouting and singing along. How big are cats? Was shouted many times, (laughs) as well as, show us the dog, you cowards. (laughs) Judy Dench and Ian McCallan both got huge rounds of applause. 
when they appeared on screen, including a chant of Gus, Gus, Gus for the latter. When the chorus of beautiful ghosts came out of nowhere, there was a call for everybody now. And we all sang, but at least you have beautiful ghosts at the screen in unison. This is my first viewing of Cats in any form, and I would never have gone if it wasn't for your inspirational podcast. I'm so glad I did. There, uh, th- uh, they said this was such a success they might screen it monthly. I've included a snippet of video I took of the round of applause as soon as the movie ended so you can uh, rank it amongst the screenings you attended. I'm also sending you $13, which is how much I spent on the ticket to thank you for the joyful content. All the best. P.S., I have a small uh, token gift for each of you boys that's small enough to pop in the mail if you have a mailing address or post office box. I fucking don't, but we need to get like a P.O. box, eh? Anyway, Guy, what a what an email. Absolutely. The idea that we've inspired anyone to go out and see cats, um, well, it, it tickles my butthole pink. I, <laughs> I love that because Cats is a movie that does need to be seen to be believed. Although, actually, we did go... Chelsea, you, you came to one of our screenings and you had... Uh, a different response than the one I was having and yeah. what I expected. You, you you, weren't into it. Do you think in the context of a stone sort of piss take screening, you could have a good time at Cats? I feel like now uh, the way in which the world and my needs inside of it has changed, I want to watch Cats now. Mm. Yeah. I want to watch it. I want to escape into that crazy world. Yeah. Um, which is something I never thought I'd say after the screening. I feel like my disdain for it was like a point of tension between us because was, you I, were really trying to stay positive. <laughs> you know, there, there was there was genuine tension in the home life because you didn't like cats. And I don't know that I mentioned it on the podcast, but um, I, I didn't like the way you responded to it. <laughs> I was furious. I was furious. Um, I was furious because I could feel you rejecting my uh, my genuine response, and I thought. It, and also, I d- I don't know if you talked about this on the podcast, but you were coming home from the screenings and playing the music, and singing <laughs> the songs repeatedly. I was putting on the show. It felt like you were loving it, despite, um, the fact that it's terrible. I was doing what I had to do to do my job. Um. And you know, like I, I want to put food on the table. I want to be a provider <laughs> in this house, and it might not be through traditional means, but God damn it, I do what little I can. <laughs> um, I think that is an untoppable moment of clarity and intimacy to end this friend zone on. Um, what do you think, guy? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, we've got. Uh, you know what? This is a, a Haruki Murakami writing tip is that what you do at the end of uh, a writing session is don't finish the idea that you're excited about. Leave it there. So when you come back to it the next day or, you know, the next moment, you're excited to be back in the office. And I've got an absolute ripper of a message from Nikki to look forward to, which actually addresses our mini series on the heels of Cats, uh, Do More. Um, and so I guess that's just something for us all to look forward to. That was really fun. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. It's really nice to break up the monotony of lockdown life. It was nice to leave my bed for Olive's bed. Mm. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. 
Thank you, Chelsea. And I know that these two will be too um, bashful to shout this out, but Chelsea's got a short film she made which has been released for, like, anyone can watch it on the internet. Uh, what, is the, what is the name of it? How do people find it? It's called Falling Up. It's on Vimeo. I don't know how they find it. Um, um, if you search Vimeo Falling Up. Falling Up, should... Chelsea Preston Crayford. It's Chelsea with an I-E, not an E-A. I'll put a link in the it, show note description. I feel like it's important to say on this podcast, it's it's not a comedy. Not at all. <laughs> so don't not go in all. there it's expecting an incredibly... that because you'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a super beautiful um, and super intimate view into it's – a, it's, a, it's a slice of life. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It was very powerful. It moved me. Um. Yeah, I'd recommend taking it seriously. Don't go in there stoned, ready to laugh your tits off because it's going to be a pretty intense experience. Uh, Actually, maybe save it for after. Like, maybe like <laughs> let's get a couple of go- let's get a couple of goofy uh, memories under our belt and then visit Chelsea's movie. You know but Don't if you're in it. good stead, don't watch it. Just ne- never watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking loved it. So if you want to see what Guy and I like, if you want to see the things that we actually, you know, we always watch silly movies. If you want to see the stuff we really enjoy, watch Chelsea's short film. It is incredible. Thanks, Tim. Um, Bye, everyone. We love you, our friends. Stay well out there and uh, look after each other and yourselves. Bye. Well, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.